1: I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those women building their businesses from home, you know that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done. We're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm thrilled to be bringing today's guest in. Jennifer Helene is a world-class vegan chef with a master's in nutrition. She has appeared on Fox TV and has created methodologies to support lifestyle changes for many large organizations. Jennifer has learned several languages fluently and studied yoga and emerged as a top student in the Indian practice of Iyengar. Jennifer has run health programs for 20 plus years has been a Ford model, a wife, and a mentor to top health coaches and doctors around the globe, having traveled most of the world. And most notably, Jennifer is an awesome mom and an amazing entrepreneur. So with all that being said, Jennifer, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I'm humbled. I'm thrilled to be sharing you, and I would love for you to take us on your journey. Hmm. Of what led you to where you are now? Well, when I was seven years old, I uh, got diagnosed
2: with what they thought was leukemia, and it took them about eight months to find it. And in growing up in my household, food was a celebration, and food was the focus of everything. And it was came as quite a surprise. We were really a happy-go-lucky family, and this kind of health crisis, so to say, of just spending all of our time in the hospitals trying to figure out why why my white blood cell count was so high was really a change of lifestyle for us dramatically. And um, I had a rare bone infection, but it led me to be in a wheelchair for three years. Um, And it wasn't all because of the osteomyelitis. But let's just say that you know a normal child, for those of you out there who have seven-year-olds, Um, It was the time that I noticed my daughter really came into her body, but she really started to realize the capacity of her own self, you know, her strength and her power and her speed. And, uh, and at that time I was in a wheelchair and I just um, had a really rough start and realized young that health was really important because if that wasn't going well, nothing else could. And prior to that, uh, I had been, you know, in Weight Watchers meeting with my mom, I had a weight issue. Uh, That was really challenging, you know, the ostracism of that at that young age. And she was in and out of Food Addicts Anonymous. That's called uh, OA, now Overeaters uh, Anonymous today. But it was really interesting uh, to be brought up in that environment. So for me, the journey started young. And I, you know, tried to find solutions to, you know, get back on track (laughs) after being in a wheelchair for all of those years. And I did. I got back on track, and I started to play sports, and got involved in student government, and uh, and grew as a young woman, and to my surprise, and everyone else's, headhunted, so to say, uh, as by Ford models and Wilhelmina. But Ford uh, was the one I went with, and uh, I was a plus-size model, and that was really to everyone's shock. I happened to be really photogenic, and I delayed my college admittance to to go to New York City and see what that would be like and it was a great decision I have to say <laughs> I learned so much but you know what I had all these health issues that persisted I had these strange skin irritations horrible acne which made modeling a challenge during certain times and so I went to try to find answers and I was you know went on every medication the western medicine could offer me because You know, Western medicine also saved my leg. Osteomyelitis that I had at seven years old risked amputation without treatment. That's quite serious. So I am grateful to to Western medicine, but with these skin problems and the bowel issues, Western medicine just wasn't giving me the solutions that that had any longevity. You know, I still had the cysts on my face that were painful and took months and months and months to, to dissolve. And I took um, Accutane, you know, like just, you know, everything they could throw at it, I I took even injections. And so it was then really that started my journey on trying to find answers that were long lasting and not just, you know, for the moment, like I would take tetracycline or other antibiotics and it would, it would help, but then it would come back. And I was like, this is not a lasting solution. So I started to study and I really haven't stopped. It's been about 27 years. And I just can't seem to learn enough. And the more I learn, the more I know there is to learn. But I have figured a few things out. And for those of you who can't see me, my skin is clear. And um, I was able to lose the weight and keep it off. And I have had um, a complete regen- regeneration in uh, what I had you know, in my bowel, you know, for my irritable bowel syndrome. And it's just been such an incredible learning process. I lived in Europe for 10 years, learned to speak fluent French and German, and I studied With the cultures there, like the grandmothers, how were they healing their families? What are the natural traditions that they were using with diet and lifestyle? And whether I was in Singapore, Hong Kong, Switzerland, Germany, France, uh, wherever I was in the world, I was seeing that there were some very, very similar healing modalities, certain teas, wild herbs, uh, broths, different types of fats. And, and so there were all these, these, these things that came together for me through my travels and my genuine deep inquiry into uh, what works, you know, what's really going to work and, and, and what solutions are going to last led me down so many roads to try to figure out how to help myself and my mother, who unfortunately I wasn't able to help. Boy, oh boy, if I'd known then what I know now, I could have completely, uh, I believe at least saved her life. Although I know none of that's in our hands. But a lot of this I've done for her uh, because I've no, uh, I know that being healthy doesn't mean sacrifice. Being healthy doesn't mean deprivation. Being healthy means celebration. It means freedom and it means abundance—abundance abundance of flavor and choice and 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 just all the good things that are meant for us. And so that's been my yearning, my quest, my journey. Of course, there's more to it than that, but. That's how I've come to be where I am. And I just want to help as many people as I can. So I develop programs and I train coaches and I um, teach about cooking techniques. And um, I just love to get creative and to, to to work with people all over the world in how to find these solutions for themselves. Because we've just gotten so far away from it. And we've put our health into other people's hands. And, and we have to reclaim that. We have to reclaim our responsibility and get correct knowledge and take action that is going to be effective in work.
1: You'd have loved our Saturday night meal. My son made tofu beet burgers. Mm. Oh my gosh. They were so ridiculously delicious. And my granddaughter's a year and a half and was just two fisting them. And then I had blanched some organic <laughs> French green beans. Edie want green beans? Yes. She's grabbing the green beans, just chomping away It is so much fun. And you know, you have kids and parents don't realize there are so many wonderful ways to introduce your kids to remarkable ways to eat because we're teaching them young. You teach them young what to be grabbing. So how have you helped to raise healthy kids that are adventuresome with with food.
2: Well, like you said, it starts young. And I think that's the key. So for those of you who have kids who aren't young, don't despair. It's absolutely possible too. But if you do have young kids, start today. I mean, literally, if I could do it over again, I probably would have been feeding my daughter chlorella tablets, you know, in the back seat instead of, you know, gummies or whatever else I had. But um, no, I definitely uh, have raised my daughter to the best of my ability, healthy, right? And when I say to the best of my ability, it, it gets, to, it got to a point where, you know, school came into play and she's like, well, why does my lunch look different than Johnny's lunch? And, you know, why can't, you know, why, why shouldn't I have a uh, cake at the party? And, you know, so, so it can get to extremes uh, that can also cause eating problems. And I have to say that that's also something to be really aware of. Just to be totally vulnerably honest, you know, my daughter hit uh, some, some eating issues in her teens. And uh, I don't think I realized that my vigilance around healthy eating may have caused some of that. And I take full responsibility for it. But boy, oh boy, on the other end of it, she is just incredible. She has just really gotten a, gotten a handle on it. And we've learned so much together. But I think that the most important thing is to have fun with it. You know, for the longest time, uh, when she was little, I was growing microgreens in my kitchen and she would just walk by and grab a few of those sunflower seed sprouts and she just like, she would sneak, you know, and she was fun. It was fun for her. And then we would sprout little mung beans and she participated in it, and got her hands in there and. It's really exciting when you can involve them, get them up on the counter, making the cookies with you from oatmeal and, uh, you know, walnuts. And it's just so essential. I mean, our lives literally depend on it, you know. So getting those essential fatty acids into their diet at a young age and getting their taste buds trained for the variety, you know, like kids love, you know, well, some can't can make general statements but they love olives and they, they love sometimes strong tasting foods and if they're mac and cheese lovers there's all kinds of ways to to use cauliflower chickpea pasta i mean there's all kinds of ways to modify things just enough so that you can get the healthy foods in because fiber is so important and to listen also to their desires. You know, kids will oftentimes like want a lot of fruit one day and then no fruit for like four or five days. So I think it's also important to pay attention to what their bodies want because they're not, they're not interrupted by the intellect. They're, they're pure feeling and knowing in that way from the honest feedback from the body. When we get them on an addictive loop with sugar, it can be a dangerous one because then no, their no information they're getting is not is impacted by that addictive cycle of the sugar. So it's really important that we um, keep them their blood sugar stable with lots of fiber and lots of variety. I just read the other day, Dory, that uh, the microbiome is 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 really dependent on um, the variety of foods that we eat so the variety is so important even if you're sliding in like a little wedge of uh i don't know jicama because they've never tried it or or part of a leaf from a kale from a a kale leaf you know just so they can try it you want to introduce these flavors to children so that they're not surprised by them one day and it takes persistence and it takes creativity, and it takes commitment. So it's really, really important that we as parents um, get involved and get them involved and have fun with it.
1: See, I always loved having fun with food. I would do food art. I would take the strawberries and cut them and fan them out and few little things like that. But I would have a wooden bowl on my counter filled with whatever seasonal fruit of the time of year was available. And my kids would walk past that two or three times a day grabbing a piece of fruit. Absolutely. Summertime, we had this great organic grower. I used to get two pounds of cherry tomatoes every other day and left them on a bowl. My kids would grab them like a handful of grapes. Completely. It's funny because, let's face it, we're a grab-and-go culture. How do you help parents teach themselves to resist that fast food fix?
2: Well, we're only willing to do something differently when we're convinced that what we've been doing is no longer in alignment. It's no longer good. It's no longer valuable. And so when you're eating prepared foods, you're always going to be sacrificing health. I would say 99.8% of the time. I happen to have a great organic food store that I know I can trust for grab-and-go, but that place, (laughs) I've never seen another place like that on the planet. And I've lived a lot of places on the planet. When you are going to a grab-and-go establishment, they are, and rightly so, looking at their bottom line, which means the oils they're using, the salts they're using, and the foods they're using are going to be the ones that are most cost-effective most of the time. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm all for, you know, free commerce and, you know, capitalism to a certain extent. But we have to really make our health first. And and the key to this is planning. And in order for people and parents out there who are listening to make it a priority to plan and prepare your foods so that your grab and go is from your fridge and not from the shop down the street uh, is really to to understand that Unless you know better, right? Maybe your people that you have your grab and go, maybe they're fantastic. Maybe they have great oils they're using. Maybe they're using organic fruits and vegetables, but it's hard to find. It's really hard to find. And when you do, it's also very expensive. And then there's also this element of love. When you're making your own food, it's an act of love to nourish yourself, to nourish your body and to be responsible for the cycles, you know, of how the food got there and where it's going and and how it's going to go. It's such an act of love to make your own food and the 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 most important thing the most the only thing to remember is planning Planning and preparation is the key to the grab-and-go culture that we all live in today. Because if it's not there, you're going to get hungry. And then what's going to happen? you got to get something to eat, right? And where are you going to go? <laughs> it's, just, it's, so, it's so logical. But so many people, you know, they, they struggle with the, the supermarket. They struggle with what to make. They struggle with the, the, the process of getting it, you know, into the containers and into the car. You know, it, I get it. I get it. But it's just a new pattern to start to follow, to create and follow. It's really, really valuable. And everyone that I've ever helped in the last, I don't know, 27 years now, almost 28, this has been the key element. And if you're not willing to do it, then you've got to ask yourself why. Organic food is a must. And I don't know where you find that when you eat out, honestly. I mean, I, as, as, a, as a bare minimum, non-negotiable organic food, if you can afford it, is so critical.
1: I thank God for Aldi's and Trader Joe's, which... Trader Joe's came to this side of the country that I'm on the East Coast in 96, right at the time that my kids were starting to want cereal, and I could go there and buy cereals without BHT, without additives, without preservatives. I can go and buy fruits and vegetables and and any kind of meat, knowing that I didn't have to think about grass-fed beef growing up. Right. And things like that. And hormone-free. Who the heck knew about genetically modified foods?
2: That's the sticking you know, point. Yeah. I'm
1: curious. And, you know, people, you need to be aware of this. Yeah. You need to understand that there are alternatives out there. And let's face it, 30 years ago when you went to eat organic, it was three times the price.
2: That's
3: now, right.
1: even in a regular grocery store, it's 20 or $0.30. Cents. That's right. You're worth <laughs> the money.
2: Well, and your demand, our demand as moms drives that. That's so right. the reason why it's, it's gotten so low is because we've been demanding it and, and the demand, we are voting with our dollars and we control as women, as mothers, the, the, the GDP. So, so the decisions that these corporations are making are driven by our choices every single day. So if we are starting to choose intelligently for the planet, for our children, for the procreation of the next generation, then it's going to be a powerful, powerful next generation. Um, right now, the, you know, my kids are, they're, they've outnumbered the boomers. And there's no mistaking that a lot of the diagnoses that kids are getting, uh, the ADHD and a lot of the, the other learning differences can, can really be helped with a dietary changes, with essential fatty acids, with whole foods with lots of plants and fiber and they're really really starting to find out the research and if we can just find creative fun ways that are tasty to get these foods into our lives and our children's lives then it's going to make a huge difference
1: on that note think of what was just said here by jennifer we'll be back here in just a moment on word of mom radio she is brave she is strong she is you Because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote. Or you're out there seeking to support other women in business. To help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams. Because when you win So take a look at StadiumBags.com. You'll see why you we're your clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Jennifer Helene about the healthy choices you can make in your life. So for out-of-shape people, somebody who's out of shape, how long is it going to take to get not only back in shape physically, but mentally? Changing those bad habits into good habits, Jennifer.
2: Mm, So important that we own the responsibility that we have for our own health. And over all these years, I've learned that nutrition is really important, but nutrition will only get you so far. And that's why exercise is so key. When you combine nutritional cleanliness i'm going to call it you know nutritional guidelines that are healthy with exercise your results are augmented exponentially there's no food or supplement that exercise can re- replace I mean, there's just no way to replace it we need the microcirculation from exercise so i just want to emphasize how important it is and how important it is for us to model for our kids and our grandkids it's really important because when our kids see us doing it and having fun, it's just going to be a natural thing for them. They're going to wonder, you know, like my daughter said to me, mom, you know, uh, you didn't get up at 5 a.m. today to do your yoga. I'm like, I know. She's like, well, what's going on? You know, like, because ever since she's been born, I've been up at 5 a.m. I said, well, you know I slept in a little today. She's like, oh, that's unusual. <laughs> it's really cute. She doesn't know any other, any other reality. But it's true that uh, starting is challenging when you've been in a sedentary. Lifestyle, like we've been, a lot of us, um, biggest problem post COVID right now, not that we're really in post, but we're coming, I think, out of it, uh, is, is weight gain on average. Uh, adults are gaining twenty five pounds. Uh, children are gaining around twelve. and this is this is concerning, because if we don't you know take the table in the other direction, then uh, it can get out of hand. And obesity is certainly a comorbidity that you know increases our likelihood of of getting um, you know some kind of disease, whatever disease it may be virus, or otherwise. So this is something we all have to take into hand, and it's confronting when you are out of shape, because it's not comfortable when you're out of breath, when you're sweating. Uh, it's just not easy, um, and and it's not really even fun. And I want to just empathize with the reality of what it's like to try to get into shape, but I do want to inspire you with the idea that it could also be fun. I just don't see us playing enough as adults. And that's why I love to have children in my life because they encourage me to play and be really playful. But when we were kids, we didn't exercise, so to say. We just went out with friends and, you know, did stuff. I'm just being, I just really want to dumb it down because I I mean, and I could also get really technical as well, but I, I think it's important that we look at exercise as play. You know, whether you're having a coffee with friends, maybe you go for a walk instead. Maybe you park about, I don't know, a five minute walk to the grocery store door to get your groceries. And it can happen and should happen in small increments because, you know, the weekend warrior syndrome can actually cause harm and um, your metabolism needs that, that consistent stoking of daily exercise. Our human bodies need it. That's what they were designed to do. We need the density of the microcirculation in the capillaries in order to age well, in order to prevent disease and to have optimal health and energy levels. You'll sleep more deeply. You'll wake up feeling more energized. You'll be hungrier for your meals. You will not put on weight as easily or at all. You can lose weight. And so, you know, it could even just be walking up and down the steps in your house a few times and every day a few more times. It could even be getting up and down off the chair 10 or 15 times before you decide to go in the kitchen or to the bathroom or somewhere else where you're just strengthening. There's all these small opportunities. You can even do push-ups in the kitchen while you're waiting for the water to boil for the pasta leaning up in, at an mm-hmm. angle at the countertop. So there's little things that you can do to kind of snack on exercise, so to say, just to get your heart rate up, to get your muscles strong so that you can have more endurance before going to run or, you know, row or do whatever it is you want to do. Um, of course, you can hire a personal trainer. You, can, you know, there's all kinds of strategies we can, we can talk about. But it is so, so important to include it in your life and to make it fun. Maybe it's racquetball, maybe it's swimming with a friend, maybe it's um, a hike in nature, you know, and everyone's gonna have a different version of what that play looks like. And I just wanna, the more fun that we can have with it, the more likely it is you're going to continue doing it. And the easier you'll be on yourself. Most of the time, the women that I work with struggle with exercises because they're bullying themselves the whole time. Well, I could do this last year. Oh, I'm going to mess up my hair. Oh, you know, I I should be here and I'm not, you know, it's not going fast enough. And I just really just want to lose the weight. You know, it's like they have this inner dialogue that's just like driving them nuts. And it's just like, I don't want to do
0: that. (laughs) It's too upsetting. (laughs) And
1: I get it. But, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. I'm going to tell you I'm living proof. I was in six different car accidents. The last one right before COVID hit, I was in a hit and run. Body oh. wise, there were years for me that even walking hurt. Oh, sorry. But little by slow, and from June till now, we're in February, I've lost 35 pounds. And I lost it. I eat the same food I've always eaten, but I changed the combination. I make sure that I have a carb and a protein and a fat to make sure everything is working. The first thing I do when I get up in the morning is have a nice big glass of water Mm -hmm. before I drink my tea. I don't use milk or sugar in anything that I drink, but I haven't for years. So Mm -hmm. that's not something that changed. I walk and I walk with a friend who's rehabbing her hip. So we're not breaking any records. Now me, myself, if I walk alone, I love to fast walk.
0: I'll Mm -hmm. do three
1: miles in 48 minutes, Mm -hmm. but with her, We might walk three miles in an hour and 20 minutes or an hour and a half because we're not walking fast, but we walk at least five days a week. You don't have to be out there breaking records. You really don't. Get up and just walk around the block. That's how we started. We started with her literally walking around the circle where we live. And then we did it twice and then we went down the road and then we just kept adding and adding. And then there were days that she was like, I can't walk that far. Like, this is your walk. So however far you're going to walk, I'll walk. That's okay. But it really, it isn't, you don't have to be at the gym two and a half hours (laughs) a day and stuff like that. Just grab your cup of tea or your Mm -hmm. cup of coffee, whatever Walk around the block after dinner or first thing in the morning. We are both early morning people, so we'll be out before six a.m. And during the Christmas time, it was so nice because Christmas lights were still on. Yeah. So you know, but it's an amazing thing. And when I got on the scale, I, I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" I didn't even <laughs> realize it because I wasn't working to lose <laughs> weight.
2: A dream you know? come true. I love yeah. it. Did you ever? Did you ever regret? Going on any of those
1: walks ever? Never. Never
0: once.
1: After you exercise, you feel so accomplished. You really do. And it's so funny because my grandson's three and a half. We have a wonderful Roosevelt Forest near us. And we went on a hike in the fall. And since then, every day that I've had him, it's either rained, it's snowed, whatever. But the other day, Mimi, remember when we went on that hike? And I mean, he's three and a half. We hiked for about two and a half miles. And I mean, you know, for him, he was running most of the way. And then waiting for me to catch up with him because he's three and a half. He's nothing but energy, you know, <laughs> but it's so amazing. And he's still like, he was like, can we go on a hike again, Mimi? And I was like, absolutely. As soon as our next nice day, go to the woods and we'll go to another place to hike. It's so much fun. And when you, whether you do it alone, you know, for me during COVID, I did it alone just to keep my sanity. Yeah. You know? Totally. And, oh, and it, it's funny because I had started losing weight and kind of stayed where I was. And my body just was comfortable there. And then all of a sudden, like I said, from June to now, it just melted off. My daughter was like, what did you do? I was like, oh, you know, I went to that old, that new fad, you know, eat less, move more. You know? <laughs> so lighthearted
0: about it. Love it's it. got to <laughs> be.
1: And you know what? I live alone. So whatever is in my house, I've made the choice to buy. Mm-hmm. And so my choice, like, I love to bake. I'm not a big sweet eater, but I love to bake. So I'll bake my kids oatmeal, peanut butter squares and stuff. I'll keep Mm. two, one for each thigh. Because I'm always going (laughs) to eat in pairs to stay equally distributed. (laughs) And then I give the rest to them.
0: Uh, You know, I'm like, here you go.
1: And you know what? They know it came out of my kitchen. So it's going to be organic. It's not going to have junk in it it and stuff. Yeah. But I never sacrifice. I just took a road trip, man. I love when I'm on the road. I'm gonna go for that Dunkin' Donuts coffee roll. You? I am absolutely. Why not? I, Why not? I, because I don't eat them. It's not something that I'm gonna go get every day. So right. on a on a road trip once every couple of months. What's it gonna do to me? Well, yeah. Do anything.
2: Well, and the celebration that you're you know you're exemplifying so beautifully is a critical thing to remember. Most of the time. My clients are just in this guilt cycle of blaming themselves and shaming themselves because they did this or they did that or they did the other. And what you're reminding us of right now is how, you know, celebrating on purpose is essential or else you're going to find that you're going to be kind of cheating and sabotaging and doing all these things and jeopardizing your goals but if you just choose hey i'm going to have this glass of wine tonight or i'm going to have a dessert on sundays or you know one day a week i want to have pizza it's really not going to make that big of a difference and the biggest difference i mean in your weight loss goals the biggest difference it will make is in your spirit in breaking those addictive cycles of you know in your nervous system of the blame and shame right that you're so accustomed to and all of us you know have done it or are doing it on a certain level and i think that with this exercise conversation and and even the food conversation, we have to have an honest conversation with ourselves and just reflect, okay, this is where I am. I might want it to be a little differently, but that's okay because I'm taking steps and I can trust myself to take these steps every single day to make the next right step, to take the next right step. And I know that I can make those decisions confidently because we do, we all really know what the, what the right thing is to do. And it's so important that we keep our minds in the right game. And that's one of the things that I use exercise for is just to keep my mind clear and free because I believe emotions are just energy in motion. And for me, if I can have an emotionally engaged movement practice or embodiment practice, whether I'm dancing or practicing yoga or hiking or whatever it is, I've got music on or a great conversation with a friend It's like a totally game changer. My entire day is transformed because I'm able to just let things go. I'm able to move the things through me in a way that's so much more effective than any kind of methodology or a framework. And trust me, I've spent well over a million dollars on (laughs) self-improvement. I've trained thousands of coaches. Like this movement practice is so valuable for so many reasons.
1: I know you host a weekly clubhouse on the clubhouse app. How can people get involved with that, Jennifer?
2: Okay, go to Helene Leeds. I know it's kind of a weird name problem. Um, Helene Leeds. Um, I have a Vitality Club, and we're going to be talking all things health, health and holistic, you know, solutions around how to regain your vitality. But most importantly, strength, strengthen and fortify your immune system. Uh, we all have choices every single day that can help to, you know, choose things, activities, mindset, exercises that are going to bring more energy or take energy? What are those choices? And so we look into exploring that and we discuss, we ask questions. It's a lot of fun. Wednesdays at 6 p.m.
1: And on Tuesdays, you're going to be doing some cooking classes. Correct? That's right.
2: Yeah. Tuesdays, we're, we're doing cooking classes and they are all about how to use, um, you know, like just like you've been talking about today, all these organic foods, plant-based. I'm going to be focusing on plant-based foods. And every week we have a different topic. Winter lettuces, it's always going to be seasonal. We did a beautiful um, pumpkin class a few weeks ago that was just so just delightful. I'm so into pumpkin. Pumpkin's one of my favorite (laughs) foods in the winter. Then we will do a seasonal deep dive in all these different areas. It's probably never going to be just desserts, but I did, I, I do like to, to make chocolate, raw chocolate that's um that's healthy for
1: mm.
2: you. It's a mood booster. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> you know, it's
1: funny. I'm not, I've never been a sweet eater ever. That's why, you know, a coffee roll for me, I'll have one and I'm good for months.
0: Mm.
1: You know, it's, it, although, I mean, every once in a while I'll have one or two because we're traveling kind of a thing, but I, I'll be with friends and they're, They'll get a dessert here. Split it with me. I'll have my two bites. Like I said, one for each thigh.
0: I've always,
1: I've always stayed in pairs, and I'm very evenly (laughs) distributed. My, you know, my whole my body's always been like that. I had a nutritionist say that to me once. He was like, "You're the most." Equally proportioned woman I've ever seen. I'm the same way. I love that. It's not, I mean, we're really
2: lucky, actually. I, I lose it everywhere, not just in one spot. I also like to bake. Uh, I'm not a big sweet eater, but I do like to bake. I've been working on this new crust that I love. It's because uh, I don't. I love. I don't eat gluten. I'm. Not, I can not um, My my gut just doesn't doesn't tolerate it. But. I've been doing a gluten-free, filler-free pizza crust that I'm also able to make like biscuits and flatbread with, Ooh. like in focaccia. Yeah, and it's made with just buckwheat and flax. That
1: sounds interesting.
2: It's so interesting. And so I've been testing it. That's also why I love to have so many kids in my house because I tested on everyone. You know, do they like it like this, they like it like that? And um, so I've been making these vegan, gluten-free pizzas that are non-inflammatory, which is just is blowing my mind. And uh, I've been trying it on young and old alike, and, and it's a winner. So I want to do some cooking courses also on this. Uh, this buckwheat because it's a little bit tricky to work with it's not like your typical dough right. but it, it tastes like your typical dough it is doughy spongy light uh, crisp even I mean it's just I can't even believe it so I'm super excited about this new uh, creation that I've made
1: I love that my middle son is the real inventive he and his wife are very 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 organic he's the one that made the beaten tofu burger burger he makes his own pizza crust, mm-hmm. and that is my, I watch my granddaughter every week. That is my fee. I want pizza. I just, and it's so funny because Edie sees me and she's like, Mimi, daddy pizza, daddy pizza. You know, <laughs> she knows. So, she can see. Oh, she's terrible when it comes to it. <laughs> oh, and it is just, he's completely spoiled me to have love pizza it. anywhere. And it's so funny because I started him with making crusty bread using mm. a dutch oven i have to tell you if you don't have a dutch oven get a dutch oven because mm. gluten-free or not what you do is you heat up that dutch oven covered for an hour yeah and then when you put your bread in there it'll literally take 20 minutes to bake
2: i love that. because
1: a dutch oven and anything that you make whether you're making soups stews mm-hmm. you can do anything in a dutch oven i used to have one yeah baking breads any even like i said even gluten free Mm -hmm. making breads in that it heats the entire thing and you'll bake it for 15 minutes with the lid on and then take the lid off for five or ten
0: does it give you the crusty
1: outside oh the most crusty delicious Mm. nutritious it just it spoils you
2: i love It it really
1: spoils you it was so funny my girlfriend for her 50th birthday a Broadway producer, blah, blah, blah. What do you get somebody like that? I made her a jar of my homemade tomato sauce and I baked her a loaf of crusty bread. Oh. And she was like, oh my God. She's like, I just literally heated it up and just broke <laughs> off the bread. She's like, I don't need any pasta. I just uh, want to do-. She calls it the sauce. I'm dipping it in the sauce. I love she it. You forget it. It's like, man, i from heaven. <laughs> you know, and, it's, and again, even making homemade sauce, it'll take me two minutes more and it's going to take you to open up a jar.
2: Oh, my gosh. Right. So much. And heated. all it
1: is, olive oil, garlic, parsley, you know, first oh, basil. I That's what it. Let me huh. tell you, just heat up your oil, throw the garlic, parsley, and basil right when your garlic starts to brown. Put in your Add can of tomato. tomato. Yeah.
2: That's it. I usually do with the so, oregano. I got to try
1: garlic. Uh, oregano. I'll use oregano when I am making ravioli. I see.
2: Okay. Because
1: Re- oregano will give it a sweeter flavor.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess you I just love that sweeter flavor.
1: I, I, I did awesome. myself
2: This weekend, I, had, I hosted a soul food party in Malibu. Ooh. It was so much fun. Yeah, we had people come over, and I made pizza. This new pizza, I was going to test it on this crowd, but I made it with medicinal mushrooms. So lion's mane mushrooms, I made them like pepperoni, seasoned them, and baked them. And then I did a three cheese, vegan cheese. So two different kinds of mozzarella, four cheese. And then I did a smoked cheddar and goat cheese but it was all vegan and it was almost how gluten-free crust and i just it's such a delight to know that you don't have to have like you can be really unhealthy as a vegan super unhealthy especially with all those fillers and processed foods and you know you just got like you like we gotta just make stuff from scratch it's so much better for the environment and ourselves and uh it, and it can be so easy if you just if you just can figure it out you know like what do you love you gotta have your, your six recipes that you love and that hopefully your kids will love, but if not some variation, your kids will love. And then you, you go from there. You know, if you're looking for, for new recipes, because you know, the old ones just aren't you know, getting you the health and vitality that you, you know, you deserve and you want to get your health back on track. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's simple. The cooking classes are there to inspire.
1: Jennifer, as a wrapping up, let everyone know how they can connect with you. Find wow. these fabulous recipes <laughs> and take your cooking classes. Well, you can go to,
2: um, www.jennifer-helene.com and on there you can sign up for a free seven-day lifestyle plan Uh, it's something that i I put together some great fun delicious plant-based recipes some that will really inspire you to try something new Uh, so that'll be that'll be really fun it'll be email series you get shopping list all that kind of good stuff Uh, on instagram i'm jennifer helene underscore and, uh, and those are the two best places to find me. And, uh, and I'll, I can let you know about, you know, upcoming webinars and cooking classes and all that kind of good stuff.
1: All of Jennifer's links will be live on our show page and at wordofmomradio.com. Jennifer, I have loved this conversation. I'm so sorry that we have to end it. Please come back. As you are bringing more things on and doing more and offering more classes, please come back and share. Because people need to know that healthy habits don't have to be boring. You don't have to eat dull meals to be healthy. You really don't. You can have so much fun in the kitchen. You really can.
2: You really, really can. And unless it's fun and simple and easy, it's just not going to (laughs) happen.
1: Right. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It really is. So, Jennifer, again, thank you so much. For taking the time to be here, I really appreciate you coming to share. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being with us. We are going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying, "Go out and create a marvelous you." Bye for now.
0: She is sure. She is is strong.